Scanning. Identity authorized. Welcome to the Secret Superhero Club Podcast Network. Welcome to the Animation Station Podcast, your home for discussions and debates about all things animation. Each week, we'll rank, review, and revel in animated shows from yesterday and today, and from around the world. So grab your Acme slingshot, set your mobile suit to autopilot, and put on your mouse ears. The Animation Station Podcast begins now. Welcome to another special bonus interview episode of the Animation Station Podcast. I'm Gavin. I'm Josh, and today we have a special guest, Mr. Aaron Roberts. How you doing, Aaron? Uh, I'm doing great. Hello, Animation Station Podcast uh, Nation. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us. We're really excited about this. Yeah, me too. Now, uh, Aaron, just first off, uh, why don't you tell uh, our listeners, you know, a little bit about yourself, like who you are, how, like, what's what's Aaron? What is Aaron Roberts? Um, Aaron Roberts is a man-child that was born in Memphis, Tennessee, uh, raised in Florida, so his upbringing has been nothing short of colorful, um, and he raced at the chance to come out to Texas to study theater uh, and the craft of acting, um, and he somehow stumbled um, while in the midst of dedicating his life to theater. Uh, he stumbled into a voice acting career for uh, for Funimation and has been doing that for about uh, five years now. Actually, I'm coming up on my this this upcoming Thursday. For any of you all who don't know, like to give you some context, I don't know if this. I'm probably breaking all the rules, but <laughs> some context. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy was just released uh, as we're recording this this podcast, and I'm going to go uh, watch it on Tuesday night. But uh, on Thursday will be the five-year anniversary of me getting the news uh, in an email that I was going to be playing my first named role as uh, Sonny in Torico. Awesome. Yeah. Now, but yeah, now, I'm an actor. Now, how, how exactly did you get in? Like, you said you were in, uh, you're like uh, in the in the theater. How did you really get into like the voice acting? Like, how did that process come? Out? Like, did you go in for a casting call? Did someone, you know, say, "Hey, Aaron, think your voice is good? Maybe you should go try out here." How did it? How did it go? Man, I didn't even uh, anime voice acting wasn't even on my radar as far as like some like for a, for a long time because I, I went I went to school here in Dallas and then I moved back here in two thousand and eight. Um, I did a show with Chuck Huber, uh, who's the voice of Android Seventeen and uh, uh, Emperor Pilaf and a, a myriad of other characters, um, and he's one of my closest friends. But uh, we did a show together where he played Sherlock Holmes, and I remember like seeing on his credits list. He had all these DBZ credits, and I was like, "Is this like?" And I didn't know that until opening night of the show when they put out the programs. And uh, I was like, "Man, is this, is this really you?" And he's like, "Yeah, they record up in Flower Mound." And I was like, "They do what <laughs> in Flower Mound? There's nothing up there." Um, so uh, anyway, um, so like I did, you know, I didn't want to abuse that relationship, and like he was like, "Hey, can you give me an audition or whatever?" So I just kind of laid in the cut for a long time, continuing to work hard in theater, um, and I ended up doing a show about the race to invent television with Joel McDonald, um, and Joel like I was, it was an ensemble show, which meant that there was a lot of different people playing a lot of different characters, uh, and I was playing a, a, a Jewish businessman from New York 
Uh, I was playing a West Coast business guy, and also, uh, and, I, and I spoke Russian in the show. And wow. uh, Joel basically, uh, he he was going to offer everyone in the show a, a chance to come in and audition since he directs up there. Um, and uh, he was like, "Hey, man, you've got you've got range, and your Russian accent is really good. Would you like to come in?" And I was like, "Yes, please, let's do that." Um, and so, yeah, I, he gave me a, I got a small part on a show that he was directing, which was this like ripoff um, kind of of uh, Men in Black called Level E, um, in which I, I had an, an unnamed detective uh, role. And then the very next show that I auditioned for was uh, uh, was Torco. That was my second audition. This is crazy. So do you still work on the stage at all? Do you do any any plays or anything like that? Uh, the last play that I did was um, last April. Uh, and I, I haven't read much since then that has really um, piqued my interest. But I'm I'm definitely like I'm I'm open and absolutely uh, wanting uh, to do that again. Um, but yeah, it's been it's been a year. The last play I did was uh, called The Nether, um, which is a really dark. It's so good. Um, it's a really dark piece. Um, and it's really timely based on like oh, whatever. I, I did. I never. Until I recently played the VR Batman on PS4, I never really understood people that would have like set up life support systems to live in a virtual world. Yeah. Um, but everything yeah. is, everything inside that game is so beautiful. I never wanted to leave. Um, anyway, so <laughs> the Nether basically deals with um, people that are living like in the not so distant future, or people that are living in this in like uh, they become shades. Um, and they live in this. Uh, they live in this, yeah, online world. And basically, there's this place that, that my character created, um, where you get to you get to enact some of the darkest parts of like your inner psyche and do like I don't know crazy things to kids and all sorts of weird dark stuff. Um, but it's a really good. It's a really good show. But yeah, that was the last. Yeah, the show I did was about a year ago. So okay, here's a, here's a good one. So since you were you know kind of schooled in the theater arts. Um, like were and you kind of jumped into this voice acting thing. Were you a fan of or aware of any anime before you went into that? Man, that's uh, that's a great question, and um, this is what I uh, I would say this that my when I was growing up, I was not allowed to watch anime. Um, I, grew up, I grew up in a pretty religious household, but like I guess in retrospect, that policy seems a lot more racist than it does religious. <laughs> um, <laughs> But for whatever reason, uh, I wasn't really allowed to watch it, uh, and so I never got to watch uh, like Pokemon or Yu-Gi-Oh. Um, I think Yu-Gi-Oh was probably just a little after my time because I'm old. Uh, but uh, the I saw I definitely saw the uh, staples of anime, and I was always fascinated with anime. I remember like how different. I don't know. It made me feel. Um, I feel like even like anime for kids deals with such darker. Uh, a lot of like darker elements and like um, like serious questions that like uh, North American cartoons and American cartoons mm -hmm. don't. But anyway, um, uh, Akira was one of the first things that I ever saw, and I was told you absolutely had to see that. And I saw that when I was a kid. Um, the only other like touchstone that I have for anime as a child, there was this show that came on on Sunday mornings, and I went back and researched it, and apparently there were only there were only three episodes, like three little like mini movies, like forty forty five minutes long. Um, and it was a show uh, about this character called Unico, uh, which is like unicorn, but without the R and the N. Mm. Um, and of all places in the world, this thing came on on Sunday mornings on the Disney Channel. Wow. Um, yeah. And it was bizarre. Like this little tiny cute unicorn would like hang out with like Beelzebub like, or whatever. It was like hanging out with the son of Satan. 
um, who was also like, like he was like had a bad relationship with his dad. And then like I remember like there was like this also like this weird puppet master that was like uh, kidnapping people and turning them into bricks and like building a castle out of people. Um, wow. Really weird. And then like whenever uh, Unico's friends were in danger, uh, Unico would like Hulk out, would just like go beast mode. Uh, and like stab things with its unicorn horn, um, so that was my only. <laughs> that was my basically my my only uh, yeah contact with anime. And then when I started like when I found out that it was a possibility that I could start doing voice work um, for research, I started when I like uh, five years ago for research. Uh, the first um, animes I started watching were like High School of the Dead, and um, which is fantastic great, series, great fun. Um, but yeah, High School of the Dead and also uh, Fairy Tale, because um, nice. figure out what the because I got in there and I did I did recorded for for level E and I just remember thinking like I have no idea what I'm doing <laughs> like I have no idea what's <laughs> happening here I need to uh, figure out how to emulate this style and and figure out how this world works but yeah so as part of that did you ever end up taking any specifically designed courses or training classes for voice acting or have you just kind of learned on the job uh i totally learned on the job um wow. I, that's I, impressive uh yeah i mean it's it's i guess i've been i've been making voices like you know my whole life um mm -hmm. so there's that but you, you i mean as far as like micro, uh, microphone techniques and like it took me forever to understand the concept of pop breaths and like every time an anime character turns their head or notices something there's a <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> And it's like I did, I, I, I couldn't get that through my skull. My tiny little actor <laughs> acorn brain couldn't process that. Um, but yeah, uh, I, yeah, I basically learned on the job. And I'd say that um, getting, like, cutting my teeth in the role of Sonny and Torco, um, Tyler Walker basically taught me how how the anime uh, works. And that was basically, I would say that that Sonny and Torco was my my on the job training. Awesome. Now, I will admit, I did a little bit of stalking. Like when, when, when you uh, reached out to us and said you'd like to come on, so I, I went in and I was like, okay, let's let's do some let's do some digging on Aaron. And uh, the first thing I noticed was uh, you guys have a picture on your Facebook in front of uh, one of the is it one of the Disney castles? Uh, yeah, it was in, uh, Cinderella Castle, in right? Cinderella Castle, yeah. That's uh, in, yeah, yeah. In uh, yeah, in California, I went out there for a um, I went out there for a wedding, and I had never been like I grew up in Jacksonville, Florida, which is about two and a half hours north of Walt Disney World. Uh -huh. um, so I've spent a crazy amount of time down in the Magic Kingdom. Okay. Uh, and uh, I guess like Magic Kingdom is the one specific park, and the whole thing is Disney World, but whatever. Right. Right. I'd never been to uh, I'd never been to the one uh, in Los Angeles, and I, I could I was so surprised that it was so much smaller and so much yeah. more manageable. Yeah. Um, than the other park in, in Orlando. But yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's the biggest difference between those two experiences. So so when was that that you went to Disneyland? Uh, back in February of this year. Oh, and that was your first time? Yeah, it was my first time. Oh, wow. See, I'm a, I'm a, a frequent park visitor myself, but I'm a, I'm a West Coast guy, so I'm always at Disneyland. I've only been to Disney World once. But yeah, when the difference in size is immense i mean it's just it's a totally different experience because of that yeah i was uh yeah i was pretty i was pretty shocked mm -hmm. um but i would say one thing that i really loved about the the park in in uh la was the indiana jones ride that was awesome because they don't have oh, it oh yeah that's amazing that's, yeah they have a stunt show i think over in the on the east coast but uh-huh not a ride yeah that's, that's an incredible ride like i love that partnership that disney has had with 
George Lucas going way back to the mid eighties uh, when they did the first version of star tours. And now that Disney world and Disneyland are both getting a star Wars land. Oh my gosh. So excited yeah. for that. Yeah. That is going to be awesome. So um, are you uh, in particular, a big Disney fan? Do you, you know, see yourself ever trying out for any Disney roles voice acting wise? Uh, I would absolutely love to, and I'd be an idiot <laughs> to, to say it. Any, <laughs> any public forum that like, no, 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 screw the mouse. Um, uh, yeah, well, I would absolutely love to. That would be that would be amazing. I mean, I will be like perfectly honest that I can't like I have not, and it's it's uh, I haven't seen a a feature film, an animated feature film of Disney's um, in the theater for quite some time. Like I haven't I haven't seen Frozen yet. Um, I haven't, no, I, you know what? that's not true. I saw Moana. Um, oh, good. Good. I saw that in the theater and that was, nice. that was great. Um, <laughs> man, and they were like, they're pushing all the buttons, man. They're pushing all the buttons. Cause there was yeah. points where it was like, I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to cry. Don't do it. <laughs> uh, and I still did. But I think like specifically, I did not go see frozen because everyone was posting viral videos about their children screaming, let it go in the back seat. <laughs> and like now, like I, I can't have that as a personal mantra. <laughs> like I can't, like, if something's upsetting me, I can't just like, let it go, Aaron. Ah, oh, damn it! Right. <laughs> oh man. Well, um, uh, like, what is that like for those of you that are kind of in that Funimation circle, like in Texas? I mean, do do you guys get casting calls from the West Coast? Like, do you hear about opportunities out there? Like, how does that that work? Like, how would you even go about auditioning for something out there? Um, I have a, a talent agent here in town, okay. and they uh, we get a lot of. Um, I get to. I guess I can't be. I can't be too too specific, but I will say that I can't. Uh, like I can audition. I get a lot of auditions for Telltale Games, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. uh, for that company. And then there's a couple other companies on the West Coast that are are scanning nationwide to find the best match for what they're looking for. Um, and I, I think there's. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I was talking to Ian Sinclair about this um, at some point in the past few months. Um, talking about, the, I guess, the differences between the, the, I guess, the opportunities that are available to you here in North Texas and the ones that you get when you're a, a actor living in LA. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, like, because I like, I will be able to in a year's span uh, play more characters and do more video games. But I'm probably realistically never going to play, you know, Captain America and the new Avengers Assemble cartoon. Like that's probably not going to happen. Um, but yeah, I mean, but there's a lot of a lot of work gets uh, gets kicked out here for sure, um, especially with all of this because uh, I think that, that the voice actor strike is still happening, um, and I know that our our agency is being doing due diligence to make sure that we're not taking scab work. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, I know like there's a lot of that uh, a lot of that going on too. Um, that people have the, the people in LA video game companies in LA are reaching out to, um, yeah, reaching out to, to other. Uh, communities and whatever uh, actor sources across the country to try and find voice substitutes for their games. Now, yeah. uh, I, know, I, know, I know you've done some video games. Like, I know you uh, did some stuff in Borderlands and uh, in uh, Dragon Ball Z uh, Xenoverse. Was it two, yes. I think? Yeah. Um, so what, what's that like? What do you – do you like it better when you go in and you can kind of record all of your you know stuff for like an anime or anything like that, or would you rather do more of like the video game stuff where you got to do a lot more efforts and everything like that? Um, I would say um, 
I would say from an exhaustion standpoint, I mean, you you learn to manage uh, you learn to manage not blowing out your voice, and you do all you, you try to do all your yells at the end of your session and all that sort of stuff um, mm-hmm. to get to the rest of it. But I'd say for like from an acting standpoint, I definitely prefer to to be on a journey with the character um, as like I don't know as it's happening and like experience that and be able to make like specific adjustments in my attitude and like um, my yeah, my, in my reactions to to other characters and all that, um, it gets a, it's you you have to rely on you have to rely on your direct trust your director to help you through because you basically when you go to for a video game, I mean a script a script for anime, you've got your entire Excel spreadsheet in front of you where like you've got the the lines and the dialogue from every single character in the game uh, or not the game the show, uh, and when you go in for the video game, like you've just got your lines um, in a spreadsheet. And so you've got to, in order to keep those things from becoming, I guess, robotic or stagnant, um, yeah, you've got to you've got to consciously mix, yeah, mix it up and like start to vary your tone and then provide like three different takes, you know, depending on yeah, three different takes for a single line um, because you don't know exactly where that line is going to land. Like specifically, when I was recording for Xenoverse Two, uh, when I was recording Hit. Um, there was this like it was like a lot of the lines were like um, let's get to work or like it's time to go to whatever was the time to get down to business or whatever. Mm-hmm. And Sabbath was reading through those lines and he's like, man, this is there's this is a lot of like let's get to work, let's do like and, and I was saying repetitively again and again. And so he changed one of the lines to um, it's time to make the donuts. And uh, <laughs> and I was like, really, man? So okay, cool. And so we recorded that line and that ends up being like. That ended up being the character select line. Um, yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. I did, but I. I would say I. I don't know. I. I I'm not worried about exhausting uh, because I, I warm up thoroughly before sessions, and I'm not worried about exhausting my voice at this point in my career. But I. I'd say acting wise, I definitely prefer to. To be moving with a character through a show. Okay. It's a long, long explanation for your question. No, that was great. Oh, totally fine. That was great. So. What has been your favorite character to voice? Um, man, I would say, oh uh, man, I've got a character that I can't talk about. Uh, <laughs> that always that's all. That's always the worst. Yeah, that always happens. It's like on all of our interviews, you're like, mm-hmm. so uh, what do you have coming up? Can't talk about it. Like, ah. <laughs> um, this is a. It's a property that no one even knows is being dubbed, wow. and it is i think i the guy that i'm playing i think is the best character in the show that's cool and was the like when i auditioned was the only character that i wanted to play um anyway uh <laughs> but uh i think that guy is going to end up ranking up really high cool to answer your question um on my favorites list to answer your question i'd say i would say sunny sunny from Torico. um yeah, I would say like that. Like he will always have a special. I wish we could have uh, finished the dub on that series, but he will always have a, a special place in my heart. I mean, I don't know if it was because it was my first big role and it was right. like cutting my teeth on that or whatever, but I really, I really like his voice. Like I just like this hot. I like his high, like haughty. Mm. Yeah, still. Yeah, it's really interesting. His uppity, righteous, indignant business. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Now uh, this is going to be kind of a, more of a fun question. We're going to say you get to voice whatever you want, anything. So it could be anime, it could be Disney, DreamWorks, whatever. You get to voice your the character of your choice. Who would you like to voice? And this can be new stuff, old stuff, whatever you want. I want to voice the Riddler. 
in Ooh, everything. That would be great. <laughs> that would be fun. Um, yeah, I, that is a definitely bucket list item for nice. me. I want to voice the Riddler. Or get like try and go more uh, like Frank Gorshin with it. Um, I don't. Uh, not necessarily. Um, I really like. I don't know. I really like what this guy is doing on uh, the Gotham series. Oh yeah. Um, and live the live action. I don't know. I don't know if I'd go. I don't know if I'd end up going that gruff with it. Um, maybe, but I would definitely like be a border, like border, more borderline psychotic, and like definitely not psych, like Frank Gorshin. I always think of him just like, <laughs> like. Oh yeah, he's just always crazy. He was the best. That's why I loved him. Always. Um, but yeah, I think that like the Riddler just seems, is such a fascinating character to me, and he seems like a, a beaten down dog that has just had enough. And like he's gonna like he's gonna use every ounce of his brain to rub everyone else's nose and poop. <laughs> so I don't know. I dig that. I did that. It seems to me like more of a. Um, he seems to me like like maybe the most ant of that of that that cabal of that cabal of villains, like mm. the most anti-hero. Um, right. Maybe right. maybe not a villain. Like he to me seems. I don't know. I guess Poison Ivy has a cause too. That's one of the great things about about DC villains in general, and in relation to Batman specifically, is that they all have some sort of well, maybe with the exception of the Joker, have some sort of cause or like something that they're trying to do. Catwoman's trying to strike, you know, balance. I mean, she's going to take her cut off the top, but she's trying to, you know, uh, you know, make sure that the one percent feels it in their pocketbook. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Poison <laughs> Ivy's trying to protect the environment, and uh, I don't know. I guess Penguin also doesn't have a lot of uh, moral integrity either, but anyway. Right. Yeah, but I would love, absolutely love to, to voice the Riddler. So, um, so what would your Riddler sound like? So, not to put you on the spot or anything. <laughs> um, let me see. I think my, well, no, I can't do that, man. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's pretty, uh, I mean, it's like, uh, yes, you are. You're totally putting me on the spot. <laughs> Just maybe, maybe like a Riddle Me This type, Jim Carrey-esque. <laughs> Some line. Um, uh, <laughs> this this is a this is a future casting. So when we make the animation station video game, with instead of like Legos, it'll be Mega Blocks, and we'll do, do like the Mega Blocks version of the Riddler. Um, that's bizarre. What a bizarre what a bizarre direction. <laughs> give. I, yeah, I have no I have no idea where that came from. Um, I don't know. Be the riddle me this, Batman. Like what has uh what is it? Uh, what has what's green and has wheels grass I lied about the wheels <laughs> something like in that ballpark I like it oh I was trying to derail that yeah you did a good <laughs> like job the, the moment you said uh, the moment I you know we did that question I like when first the first one I'm like I'm gonna try and derail this whatever he says I'm gonna put him on the spot and make him do it <laughs> Mission accomplished. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, are you a big Batman fan? Sounds. Like uh, I am. Um, I am. I think a lot of people. Uh, I don't know. This is. Gonna, I don't know. I don't like a lot of people. Think they're fans, but I don't. Uh, they're not. I don't. Know, I'm kind of a. I'm a. I'm a nut. Um, oh, nice. Um, like I was explaining, like someone was. Someone was bashing. I don't know. Someone was bashing Christopher Nolan. I was out. I, I was seeing. A, Kali, uh, I was seeing a Shakespeare show that takes place in a bar uh, here in Dallas called Shakespeare in the Bar, um, which nice. a lot of Funimation uh, voice actors do for fun, because um, it have like a handful of rehearsals they get off book on their own, and then they go in this bar and they 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 do the thing. 
Um, so I, uh, yeah, I was out there at the picnic bench and this guy was bashing Christopher Nolan's Batman. And he was like, Oh, and how ridiculous would it be to have the, uh, to have the Riddler in there? I mean, I mean, it was really bordering on like whatever, blah, blah. And, uh, engaging in, in full nerddom. And I said, well, I mean, if you, if you look closely, he, he was in there. There's that guy that uh, is Mr. Reese, um, who threatens to extort Batman and Morgan Freeman, uh, shuts him down. Yeah. That's basically yeah. a placeholder for the Riddler. And he was like, "Oh, well, that's ridiculous! Why would they do that?" And I was like, "And I was like, ah, oh, well, you know, for a true fan, it's there." Yeah. <laughs> so, like, walked away from the conversation. Nice. Uh, but yeah, I'm kind of a yeah. I uh, I was also not allowed past a certain point in my childhood. I was not allowed to um, to read comic books either. Uh, yeah, and now and now look at me, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Uh, yeah, it's really. It's like a. Uh, I've got like a couple. Of, I don't know. I was thinking about this. Like, um, I got a couple of big parts that are coming on the the pipeline, and I, I was like, it's hard. Like, I, I don't know. You got to focus on the positive. Um, mm-hmm. But sometimes I just want to like, I don't know, flail, flail my arms in the air. It's like, you see, Dad, I was watching <laughs> cartoons when I was fifteen, but it's okay now because this is how I make my living. Do you right. see? Uh, but yeah, I remember like coming home from because uh, like when I was in middle school, and man, I think Batman the Animated Series is one of the. It's probably it's the best. I also love watching the Venture Brothers. The Venture Brothers is yeah. sweet mm-hmm. sugar candy to me, and one of my favorite things to watch. Um, but yeah, I think the Batman Animated Series is the best animated series that's ever been created. Um, wow. And there's like crazy dark lessons, and like there's the the first two episodes where they. The first, not the first two episodes of the series, but the first two where they introduce uh, Harvey Dent and uh, and Two Face, um, and uh, one one of these like bosses uh, is talking about Harvey Dent, and he has this quote that's uh, the brighter the image, the darker the negative. And they're mm-hmm. like, which kids show nowadays is providing these golden nuggets of wisdom? Uh, mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Maybe they are. Maybe I'm just not watching them. Maybe I need to. <laughs> um, but yeah. It's a great. Uh, I think that's, yeah, that's one of my favorite things to watch. So on on the spot again, um, I, uh, can you rank your favorite Robins? Um. Oh man, man. I'd um. <laughs> point of uh, golly. Uh, hold on, hold on. Okay. Okay. No, we we'll, we'll, we we will we we can we can wait for this. Cool. Let's yeah. Let's come back to that. I feel like I'm going to say something that's going to like remove half of my fan base. <laughs> Like oh, no. if, if if you say you don't like one character, then that's totally fine. Because I I know I'll I'll lose half the fan base for mine too. Because I mean I'll just say, straight up say it. I hate Damien. I hate Damien with a passion. Um, He's garbage. That's uh that's interesting. I don't necessarily I D- Damien. I'm I don't know. I'm okay with Damien. I would say that Stephanie Brown is not my favorite. Maybe. Um, that whole I don't know. I'm like I think the. I don't know. I I find myself. I think the Dark Knight Returns is a such an interesting. I think it's a much more interesting graphic novel than it turned out to be animation. But um, which is usually the case for a lot of things. Uh, but uh, yeah, I would say that she's probably down at the bottom of my list. I think Damien is probably right above her. Um, I think that uh, I think Dick Grayson will always be number one to me. Um, Jason Todd can suck it. Uh, and. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and I'm like I don't know I don't like Tim Tim Drake is also is also okay in my book um, but yeah I really respect I don't know I really I think Dick Grayson will always and maybe it's because I'm maybe it's because I'm old 
Um, but I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm a I'm a huge uh, Tim Drake fan. Like he was he was the Robin that I really kind of started with because I mean he had his own series uh, back in the what was it early nineties um, and that that's what I read like when I was you know kind of starting getting the comics I was reading his stuff so like to me he was like I liked him a, you know better than Dick just because I mean he actually figured stuff out so like he's the one who you know pieces together oh hey these two are totally like Dick Grayson and uh, Bruce Wayne that's totally Batman and Robin I mean. Yeah, he, I mean, he figures it out. So I'm like, I like this kid. He's smart. Yeah. Uh, whatever. Uh, who was was Tim Drake? Who, when the when the first because I, I I used to own all of the alternative covers, but when the first Robin bo- uh, comic books came out, was that was that Tim Drake? Did they start with Tim Drake on that series? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was his first. Yeah, that was the first. Like the Robin series was Tim Drake. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, and and then how he meets you know Stephanie Brown, who was uh, she was spoiler at the time, and then you know after. He quits for a while, um, then she becomes Robin, and it's just all kinds of crazy. She was a yeah, she was not a good Robin. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. But I don't have any beef with Damian Wayne. Um, I don't know. I mean, he's been he's, he's not he's not nice to Tim. So there's there's my <laughs> beef with it. Cool, cool. That's fair. I think it's completely fair. Uh, I have no input on. You this. have no input. Yeah, you're pointing okay. at me, but you, you'll notice I was, I've been. I was quiet waiting for, about for you to say something because I don't know Batman very well, <laughs> honestly. Like I, I, when you said rank your um, Robins, the only thing that popped into my mind was uh, Chris O'Donnell. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's all I got. And that's why we, yeah, I shouldn't have asked you. Yeah, yeah, I just ruined it. All right, I guess Aaron. I, oh, sorry. No, no, no. I was going to bring up Joseph Gordon-Levitt as an <laughs> Easter egg. Uh, <laughs> um, oh, that was so yeah. disappointing. What was what was that? What was he? His name was like. Robin, what was his name? Was it Robin Grayson? It was something weird. Yeah, like his middle, like his he went he he was going around, but like using his middle name, and then when like the very end of the movie, they're like, "Why don't you whatever? You should go like that's a nice name. You should use it. It's your first name." And he's like, "Well, maybe I will." Uh, and like it was Robin on the thing, which they said like Nolan said in an interview before the movie even came out that he thought that the idea of which I'm sure he was just trying to like you know make sure no one asked him questions about it. Uh, or that he wouldn't spoil the movie, but he's like, like flat out said that he thought that having Robin uh, in the movie would be ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Wow. But anyway, nice. so he's just trying to throw people off the scent. <laughs> Probably. Now, Aaron, is there anything uh, that you have upcoming that you're allowed to talk with us about? Um, like anything I, you want to promote? Uh, I'm doing a bunch of uh, I'm doing a bunch of cons um, this uh, this year. Um, cool. Yeah. Cool. I'm doing a boatload of cons. Uh, I'm going to um, golly, I just I, I did Louisiana May, which was great in uh, Baton Rouge. I also did uh, AggieCon down in College Station. Um, I'm gonna have a table at uh, a table at Acon. Um, okay, it, yeah, I was about to ask if you were gonna be at Acon because I'm trying to make it down there because a, oh, awesome. a, a lot of our interviewees are gonna be there. So I'm like, oh, it'd yeah. be a good t- time to meet everybody, yeah. like face to face. Absolutely. Yeah, that'd be great. I would love that. Um, yeah, I've got a, a table there that I'm going to be working, and then I think a oh, man, what can I, uh, week after that, uh, I'm, I'm, I won't say specifically now. I'm going to a, I'm going to a con in uh, in Virginia, and then I'm going to um, An Amazing, which is in Iowa, and then I'm going to uh, Ikasu Con, which is in uh, Fort Wayne, Indiana, which is one of my favorite cons. Um, it's and there's a there's a Euro place that's right next door that's so delicious. <laughs> um, I think I ate there eight times last year. Wow. Um, and then, uh, 
I'm doing, uh, yeah, I've got a bunch of, I get, uh, yeah, if you go to, I guess, animecons.com and click on my name, you'll, you'll be able to track me down. And I'm also going, really excited to go to um, uh, Times Square uh, in August for Liberty City, uh, Liberty City Con. Um, which is be, yeah, it's the uh, first time I've ever done a convention in New York, um, which is really exciting. That's cool. Sweet. Yeah. Now, uh, where can all of our uh, fans find you, like social media-wise? Uh, you can find me on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Aaron Roberts. Yes, not Aaron Roberts Eyes or Aaron Roberts Reyes. Uh, just Aaron Roberts Y E S. Like the also... '80s band. Yes, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> and then you can go to uh, Facebook. You go to Facebook.com/slash Aaron Roberts Actor. Uh, you can also uh, track track things there. Awesome. Now, Gavin, what about you? Well, uh, everybody can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Gavin Audison Art. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Josh L. Kane. You can find the show on Instagram at Animation Station Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Animate Podcast. You can also find us on the website, animationstationpodcast.com. You can also check us out on Instagram. Oh, not, not Instagram. Nope. I already iTunes. said that. iTunes. They go. start with eyes. <laughs> um, iTunes, Stitcher. And you can also go to our website, click on the little podcast tab, and listen to all of our stuff. All right, Aaron. Well, thank you so much for sitting down with us and, and having a little chat. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's, it's been a blast. All right. So for the Animation Station Podcast, my name's Josh. I'm Gavin. I'm Aaron Roberts. There we go. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just, just I, I, I haven't told any, like, I tried not to tell anybody about this. Like, maybe they'll, we'll just wait. We'll just wait until they, until they say it. Josh likes to pause and, exactly. and test our guests. Exactly. All right. <laughs> Thanks uh, thanks again, Aaron, so much. Yeah, thank you. All right. Bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Animation Station Podcast. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Animation Station Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Animate Podcast. Subscribe to us on iTunes. And join the conversation at SecretSuperheroClub.com, where you can connect with our podcast friends, Cloud City Cast, Getting Into Comics, and Sean of the Gathering. Uh, Rob McCollum informed me that I could do this interview with no pants.